Welcome to the Beach Grove United Methodist Church Podcast, where you can hear our Sunday morning sermons in audio form and take them wherever you go. A reminder that if you want to watch the entire service, our services are available on our YouTube channel linked in the podcast notes. We would love it if you would subscribe to the podcast so that new sermons come into your feed as soon as they are available, and you can do this using your favorite podcasting app. We would love it if you would help to support the missions and ministries here at Beach Grove through your tithes and your offerings. A donation link is also linked in the notes below. And lastly, find us on Facebook and Instagram to follow along with all the fun things happening at Beach Grove, whether you live in Suffolk, Virginia or not. We hope you enjoyed this week's message, and please don't forget to share it with others. Scripture reading today is from the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verses 19 through 25. Therefore, my friends, since we have confidence to enter the sanctuary by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us approach with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he, has prom- for, what- for he who has promised is faithful. And let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds, not ne- neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Holy and gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each one of our hearts be holy and pleasing to you. Lord, that in your word for us this day, we would continue to understand, to know, to grow into the faithful ministries that we are called to serve within. That we would be continually called into this local community and the community that surrounds us. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. All right, so last week... We began this series where we're, we're talking about membership in the local church. And if you remember, uh, or you were here last week, or you listened to last week's message, you'll remember that I differentiated the idea and vow of membership in the local church as something that is separate and a part of our faith, and yet it, it also is wholly a part of our faith. It's separate in that we, we, when we have our services of baptism and we welcome people into the church There is a portion where you take the baptismal vows of your faith and you pledge and covenant with God how you will live in all of creation. And then once we get through those vows, there are a couple more vows that deal more locally with your commitment and covenant with the United Methodist Church, with this denomination and the covenant that you make to serve right here in this local church, Beach Grove United Methodist Church. And so they're all part of one commitment, one service, one covenant, all of these vows being made to God, but also vows being made to the church and being made to one another as well. Because we know that faith is not an individual endeavor, but it is the community coming together, practicing faith together that helps us to grow as individual Christians. It helps us to grow in our individual faith. And when we serve in God's name together, it not only builds up our own faith, but it builds up the community as well. And so we started last week, we looked at the first portion of the vow. And for those, uh, as a bit of a reminder here up top, we promise to faithfully serve, uh, to faithfully participate in the ministries of the church through our prayers, presence, uh, oh gosh, 
gifts, service, and witness. You think the amount of times I have said that in my life, I would have committed it to heart. And this is why they always tell us as pastors, make sure that you have all of your prayers in front of you, no matter how many times you have said it. And so last week, we began by talking about prayer. We discussed and acknowledge the way in which prayer is about our relationship with God. We make a commitment to pray, and, we com- and in our commitment to pray, we commit to deepen our relationship with God. That is that conversation that we have with God. And so we talked about what it meant to faithfully participate in the ministries of the church through our prayers. And we looked at this way in nature that we pray with and for our church and our church community and the community that our church reaches out to. And so we pray for one another. We pray for all of the people who are uh, here in this community and who are impacted by this community. And then we also pray with one another for the ministries that we are doing all over creation. We keep these prayers on our hearts and minds at all times, and they become an embedded part of how we interact with God with a focus of discerning God's call and vision for not only us as individual Christians, but for this community of faith as well. And so as we begin to move ourselves forward, now we ask ourselves another question. Or not really another question, we ask ourselves the second word in that question. As a member of this congregation, will you faithfully participate in its ministries by your presence? Well, here you go, friends. The church is a community for a reason, as I mentioned. Right? We gather together as a church. And I think one of the things that we learned in COVID, it is really hard to practice community virtually, right? There are times when it makes sense, when it is the only option that we have, when it is the only option that we have to be able to gather together. But as we began to come back from COVID, I think we realized the state and nature that community brings us together and builds us up. That is being in a place with one another, being able to actively participate. Our commitment to a church, any, any church, not just Beach Grove, but any church, is a lot about being present. It's about being there. It's about living with one another. It's about, knowing, uh, it's about knowing one another on a friendly basis so that when we serve together, we know what it is like to serve with one another. Right? Last week, in our focus on prayer, we talked about spiritual support. We talked about praying for the local church, but here now we're talking about physical support. And this begins to make up a lot of the way that we do ministry with one another. Right? Like I said last week, there's a reason that we start with prayer. Prayer is one of the greatest avenues that we can do faithful ministry in the church because namely we can all pray with and for one another. It's, it's, it's not that hard for For us to pray to God, for us to know what grieves our community, to know what the praises of our community are, to know what our community is doing. But we also, along with the spiritual, have to commit to the physical as well. God created us to be with one another, to be in community, a community of believers. To commit our presence to the church means that we will be there and we will be active. Right? And this means going to worship services, 
going to Bible studies, serving on committees. Just going to sneak that one in there. <laughs> serving in mission with one another. Why? Because when we engage in community, we build ourselves and we build up the faith that we have in God. And we can better together do the work that God calls us to do. You see, that's what's happening in the scripture today. That's what's happening in the, as the writer here in Hebrews is giving the readers a call to persevere. That's what this section is called. It's called a call to persevere. And as we look at this section, we see right here in the midst of it. This calling toward community. Listen to these last two verses that, that kind of end this little portion of it. The writer here says, And let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds. All right, so, so what, what the writer here is saying is, is let us think for a second how we can be in community together that promotes love and good deeds, not just within the walls of the community, but outside the walls of the community. And what's the first place that the writer goes? What's the next thing the writer says? Not neglecting to meet with one another as is a habit of some. You know, writers in the New Testament, they do a very good job of just like venting their frustrations when they're writing. I mean, we look at Paul and Paul does it all day long. Paul's like, you silly Ephesians, you. And same thing does the writer here in Hebrews come out and say, look, look at some of these other communities that are around us. Right? They're, not, they're not meeting together. And look at, the, look at the sourness of their love for one another. Look at not only the way they treat one another. Look at not only the way they are in community with one another. But I also hear look at the way that they're in community with those whom they're supposed to be serving. Right? And so the writer here is saying, don't, don't neglect to meet with one another. Don't neglect to gather around. And the cool thing is, is for, for centuries, this verse has been used to say, hey, this is why you need to be in church every week. Now, I'm not that kind of pastor. Sorry. But this is more than just worship. This is more than just gathering together for worship. Do not neglect to meet with one another as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. Don't neglect to be with one another in community. There's something to be said to identify this iteration of ministry, this place, this local church, as the home of your faith. It's not that you are bottling yourself up in a very specific place. It's that you are saying, this, this is where I experience my Christian community. This is where I experience the community that I hope to show to others all around the world. The community that we experience here is the, is the nature of community that builds us up, that shows us love, that gives us confidence for who we are called to be out in the world. It should impact the community we experience outside of the church. When I go and I hang out with my friends outside of the church, the community that I practice, that I learn about, that I grow into here 
affects that community. And so when we talk about what it means to faithfully participate with our presence, what does it mean? We do not neglect to meet together. Because whether we like it or not, and honestly, that's always a tough thing for us, whether we like it or not, we are in community with one another. We are bound together in this adventure. And just like any family, just like any group of people, there's going to be ups and downs. We're going to disagree with one another. We're going to think that something needs to be done one way when actually someone else wants it to be done another way. But what do we learn about meeting together? The author here in Hebrews tells us that meeting together is what provokes those love and good deeds. As we dive deeply into this scripture and in our life together as a church community, we see that it is our presence that defines how we are in relationship with one another. And really and honestly, it boils down to this idea that we cannot do life alone. We cannot do faith alone. We need those around us, supporting us, lifting us up, being there for us. Again, provoking our love. And within the local church community, we are stronger because we can lift up one another. We can support one another. We can teach one another. We can be present for one another. And when we forsake this nature... We see the ways in which our communities can quickly fall apart. When we don't respect the gods of community, we see the nature in which our presence becomes a pivotal point of being a part of our local church. So part of this covenant is that we will faithfully be present within the local church community. Now, like I said, this, and, and this has gotten me in hot water before. And so quick disclaimer... I never wanted to be one of those pastors that always forced everyone to be at church, to say, you have to be at church, because you know what? I didn't like it. Because when I was there, when I was at church, when I felt like I was forced to be there, I wasn't paying attention when it wasn't my decision. And so I'm not going to force you to be at church. Now y'all are like, well, then what are you going to do, pastor? What are you going to do to get us here? Well, friends, I'm going to tell you a little story. So buckle up. So I love this. I love this story. Um, and I've, I've told it a few times. I don't think I've told it here, but uh, many of you may remember the 18th century evangelist Dwight Moody. He tells a story about serving in a local church. And the story goes that once he visited a man who expressed some interest at one of Moody's meetings. So we have to remember that in this time, a lot of the entrance into the local church was in these small little meetings and gatherings that opened up in a revival fashion to these big, large worship services. And so Moody had this man who came up to him, expressed this interest in being a part of the community together. And so Moody goes and he meets with him. Moody was ushered into this comfortable room with a fire blazing on the hearth. And after some gracious preliminary conversation, the man began to argue that it was possible for a person to be a Christian without participating in the life of the church. I wish I could have told my pastors that sometimes. 
Pastor, it's possible for salvation without coming to church. Because I have a feeling that my pastor would not have been as gracious as Mr. Moody here. As he made his elaborate and detailed arguments, Moody leaned forward in his chair, took the poker, and pulled a flaming coal from the fire out onto the stone hearth. Moody watched as the coal slowly dimmed and went out. He then turned and looked at the man without saying anything. And after a long pause, the man said, Mr. Moody, you have made your point. And Mr. Moody then leaves the house. Friends, I'm not going to force you to come to church because I don't want you to resent your faith. I want you to come to church. I want you to be present in this community because you know that it's going to help to build up your own faith. It's going to help to build up the relationships that we have with one another. Right? The question we find ourselves asking ourselves is, is why do I have to be here? What's the point of coming to church? What's the point of being involved in this community? <laughs> Even today, as we see the church falling into disrepair, we have people asking, what is even the point of church? I can find community elsewhere. What's the point of being there every week? What's the point of reading a 2,000-plus-year-old book? What's the point of church luncheons? These people clearly have not been to a church luncheon <laughs> with delicious chicken salad. You know, some people, they have not seen the light. And as we begin to think about the answers to those questions, we begin to think truly what our presence here at church means. That when we are gathered together as a community, we are like that, that, those flaming coals in the fire. Right? We, can, we can leave and we can exit community and we can go do other things. That's fine. Right? We go out into the world and when we go out into the world, we, we leave that hearth. We, we get put on, on, on the place in front of the fire. But inevitably, when we leave one another, when we are not present in this community, when we're off doing other things, that spiritual light begins to dim. Why? It's because of what happens right here in this community. It's what happens when we come to worship, when we learn, when we praise, when we interact with God. It's what happens when we gather together to study God's word, to learn and study. It's what, it's what happens when we go and we serve together in missions. It's what happens when we come and we do the work together as the body of Christ. We need each other because we grow, we learn together. And we can't do that if we are not present with one another, fully present with one another, ready to engage in these actions. We come to church ready, knowing that God is going to work in our presence. We study in faith, hoping to learn more about God, hoping to have those questions that we have answered, looking to God for spiritual guidance. We serve because we have this yearning within our heart to do the work that God calls us to do. And we go together to go and to serve, to be witnesses to the mission of Christ in the world. 
And friends, yes, we even come together. Administratively, I promise we are praying at our meetings. But we come together. We serve together in leadership because we know that as we continue to move together that there is work that needs to be done. <clears throat> we are present because we believe that the local church is one of the greatest avenues to fulfill the mission that Christ has given us. And when we're not here, when we're not present, we sacrifice that nature of community and we can even go so far as to sacrifice the nature of faith within ourselves. Right, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12, he talks about that body. The body does not consist of one member, but many. <clears throat> but as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, yet one body. You know, most of the times we look at that and we think about spiritual gifts, right? And yeah, that's the traditional. Again, you know, pastor bringing in new meanings of, of scripture here. But I want to invite you to look at it from another angle today. Look at it from the other angle. That we are not the one. We are a part of the many. We are a part of the many that make up the body. You cannot be a body out in the world by yourself. Inevitably, you're missing something. You're missing some gift. You're missing some manner of spiritual fruit and understanding. And as we gather together in community, all of those things come together. That we serve together. That we live together. Finding community right here participating, being present, and being active in this community helps us to grow individually and helps us to grow together. Right, We're called through these vows to be active participants in our Christian community. And when we allow ourselves to be an active participant in church, to, to be at worship, to be active in missions, to be in discipleship, to really be a part of the local church, you allow God to work through you. For all the great and wonderful plans that he has for not just Beech Grove, but for all of creation. Amen.